Pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hello, welcome back everybody. First up we got wellness check. Alex, do you know what has happened with the Leafs? <laughs> um I know they put um why can't I think of his name? The goalie. Oh my god, his name is yeah, thank you. Um I could only think of Sammy. I could not think of his full name, but they put him on waivers. Um I know they won last night. I know they lost a bit. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> that's about where we start and where we end. Um, yeah. Good. Um, the Leafs basically were like, actually, the week between Christmas and New Year's does not exist for us either. <laughs> and played like it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Show up to work? Nah. Don't know that. Um... Yeah, so they played like shit before Christmas. Like, I think lost six in a row played like shit. Mm. And then they were like, New Year, do me. And haven't <laughs> lost since. <laughs> That's um, basically all I know about the Leafs, right? That's not necessarily true. Um, I'm trying to remember, did they do anything? They didn't have anything before they went to California, right? No. Okay, so they've had their California road trip this week and they were like you know what fuck Samsonov he's garbage we put him on waivers we're gonna call up Dennis Hildeby because Joe Wall won't be ready till February-ish but we won't play Hildeby <laughs> that not gonna happen <laughs> so Martin Jones played a back-to-back -back in California against the Kings and um Anaheim he got a shout-out against the Kings. Uh, allowed one goal, and the Leafs won in overtime against the Ducks. And then he played, like, three days later against the Sharks, and they won 4-1. Oh. Amazing. I was real nervous um, when they were going on this road trip. I was like, I swear to God, if you lose to the Sharks, we're gonna have beef. Yeah. I feel like that's the Leaf thing to do. Oh, it is. I was like, oh, they're playing against shit teams? on this road trip after playing like garbage the last two weeks they're absolutely not gonna win and then they won all three and like actually mostly looked good doing it who knew i didn't think they had that in them Be <laughs> beating shitty teams who knew the least could do that <laughs> um i feel like austin matthews has been scoring a lot and Mitch Marner scored two two goals yesterday. I don't remember actually. No one. Yeah, goal. I was Willie scored I was two yesterday. Semi, yeah. So I think Willie got his twentieth goal of the season. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Willie has twenty. Austin didn't make it to thirty before the new year, and then immediately got to like thirty-one. I think something like that. Um, and in very normal fashion, the Leafs played the Sharks on Saturday, and we'll play them again at home on on Tuesday. 
my brain just hurts from that. Like, you should not be doing, like, a home-and-home home with a team on the opposite coast from you. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing about this month is that the Leafs are playing maybe, I think, three home games. It's not very many at all. They're just not home. And, oh yeah, and then they're also going back to, like, Colorado, I think maybe Arizona. Like, they're going, they were out west, and they're like, well, we'll come home for a game, and then we'll go back out west. <laughs> so dumb. Like, why don't you just do it all at once? Get it over with. Yeah, it's a really shitty schedule. I yeah. Um what else happened with the Leafs? Okay. Um Austin Matthews one leads the NHL in goals, but two also leaves the NHL in post slash crossbar with eleven. Well wow. the Leafs hit, I think, at least three crossbars yesterday. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, there was something else I had about the Leafs. Way to go, way to go. Um, did I have something else about the Leafs? Oh, they keep scratching, they've scratched Nick Roberts in the last two games. Um, and put in... Pontus Holmberg in his spot. I don't like it. I didn't think... And the thing was, like, the two games before the... So they he played one game, and then the two before that, he got back... He got goals in back-to-back games, and then he played mm-hmm. one game, and then they're like, nope, we're scratching you. And I didn't think he played that badly in the one... Actually, I didn't watch that one. That was the one that started at 10.30 Eastern. <laughs> That's not my fault, though. Um, is that it for the Leafs? I genuinely forget. Oh, they had their, um, next-gen game and obviously sucked during that because why would they be good when they put the Mm -hmm. next-gen game? It's also, like, why would you put it at 7 p.m. when it's December 28th or whatever it was? Like, the kids aren't in school. Let Mitch Marner and his little Red Bull be free. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't know. Did you see this video? So the Leafs had, like, they, like, mixed the Leafs' faces together. And, um, it's, oh, I sent you the short one. Um, but anyway, like, basically, Giordano's not getting anybody. And he's like, I didn't see, I don't look at my teammates' eyes too often. And Mitch Marner is getting every single one. Oh my God. He's like, oh yeah, that's Gio and Mo. Easy. <laughs> it's like way too quick. It's so funny. I, and also, I just think a perfect example of the two of them as like contradicting, contrasting <laughs> people. <laughs> That is so funny. It's so funny. Um, okay. What else happened in... Oh, actually, okay. Do you know anything about the West Coast teams? 
Do you know anything about them at all? Um, that's a good question. I think the kings have been doing semi all right, but that could also be a lie. Okay, I would like to know, um, who you think is at the top of the Western Conference. Okay, um, at the top. No, is your brain just not is not giving you anything? I I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be someone dumb. Is it Arizona? It's not that dumb. It's just a little bit surprising because we do forget about this team a lot. It's Winnipeg. Winnipeg They're actually top of the league. No shot. They are. <laughs> that feels like a lie. It is That's pretty. Truth. It is the truth. I don't know what happened, especially because, like, wasn't, I think Ehlers has just gotten back from injury, if he has at all. Like, I thought they were kind of injured, but, I mean, Connor Hellebuck is probably the best goalie right now in the entire NHL. So, I do get that. But, yeah, a little wild that it's um, Winnipeg. I kind of love that for them, though. That's very fun. Um, injuries. Oh, okay, no. It's not Ehlers who's injured. I. Oh, but they did have, like, three injuries in the last little bit, I think. Oh, no, no, no. It was Kyle Connor. That's who I was thinking of who's injured. Hate that guy. I don't know why. Something in my brain tells me I don't like him. Fair. That's fair. Um, any guess of who's second in the West? Also a bit of a surprise. Wild. No, it is the Canucks. Huh. They have been really good this year. And also, Patterson, Besser, and Miller are all, like, doing well, and they put them on a line together again. So, the line is doing very well. That's good. Yeah. Um, Quinn Hughes has the most points, sorry, most multi-point games by Canucks defenseman with 69. Nice. Um, I just, like, I said that to my dad. I was like, that seems, like, really embarrassing for... The Canucks, like, not, like, historically the Canucks, not the Canucks right now. <laughs> because Quinn Hughes is, like, what, 23 at most? I don't even think he's that old. <laughs> You're, no, he has to be older than that. I feel like he's, like, 98 or 97. Okay, sorry, he's 24. He was born in late 99. Late I'm 90. older than Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought this man was like 26, 27. No, I knew he was after the 2017 draft class. <laughs> That's crazy. Because, yeah. You learn something new every day. 15, 98, 
2018. But you know what the problem is? 2018 doesn't feel like that long ago. I'm like, that was like two years ago. I have no idea what you're talking about. The COVID skip. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, like having, you know, a defenseman at 25 who has already broken your record for most points scored. Um, But it turns out the Canucks have never had very high scoring defensemen. That basically Alex Edler and um, someone else who's like way older and we would not have heard of is basic. I think it was Lumi, Lume or something. Crazy. But yeah. Um, so fun fact about the Western Conference is um, Jets, Canucks, Abs, and the Abs sliding. I can't remember what their last record was, but. Um, it's not very good, if I recall. Their last, give me their last five games. I don't care about their division standing. But anyway, I believe. Where'd it go? Um. Okay, no, they lost. They won the last four. Before yesterday, losing 8-4 to the Panthers. The Panthers scored two empty net goals. I happened to catch the end of that game. That's the only reason why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, one game ended and that one came on. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're, like, iffy, I think. They're kind of sliding. Starting to slide. Um... And then Vegas, we love the downfall of Vegas. Keep sliding. Keep sucking. Please and thank you. And then Stars, Kings. Honestly, what happened to the Kraken? That's the real question for me. They were at the top of the Western Conference. Where did they go? They're, they're in 10th now. But they don't have a very big split between like fourth and tenth it's ten points and they're i guess they're not very many games behind but yeah like i don't know what happened to the kraken is the question and the coyotes are very likely to leapfrog them because they have two games in hand and are only a point behind I can't believe that Arizona is, they're not high, but I can't believe that they are as high as they are. Yeah, and like, like the potential to move up pretty quickly. Uh -huh. Like if they win those two games in hand they have on the Kraken, they're <laughs> leapfrogging themselves into like eighth spot. Yeah. <laughs> Division. Um... Yeah, I wild. Absolutely crazy mm -hmm. the coyotes. That's kind of my position on them. And like, do I know who's on that team? Travis Dark. Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. End of list. <laughs> yep. Actually, no, um, I think there's like three former Leafs over there. Yeah. One who I can't think of his name. 
Kerfoot there? I think Kerfoot's there. Yes, that's who I was thinking. Wow. We don't have Kerfoot. <laughs> I wonder, I would love to know who the Coyotes' leading scorer is. It, like, in theory should be Clayton Keller, but is it? Lawson Krauss has the most goals. Wow. <laughs> Clayton Keller the most points. Um, okay. Oh, and Sean Dursey also, another former Leaf. Um, I believe Connor Ingram might have briefly been a Leaf. Um, like, mm-hmm. I think he was drafted by the Leafs, maybe. Or maybe he was drafted with a pick that used to be the Leafs. There's something about him. Or maybe they just kept talking about him with the Leafs. No idea. Okay, no, he was drafted by by uh, Tampa. I don't know. Oh, well. Anyway, so basically the standings are just a surprise to us. Yeah. That's all it is. Just a surprise. Wow. Who knew? Um, okay. What else happened in the NHL in the last, like, virtually a month? Um... go the senators fired their coach dj smith they were just like bye no thanks yeah. um they're also the bottom of the eastern conference i don't know if they're the bottom of the league i didn't look at that was it them that had him do like practice or whatever and then media availability and then said see ya you're actually fired peak <laughs> honestly peak sense <laughs> the sends are so back but in their bullshit like mm-hmm. this makes absolutely zero sense way like that is such a eugene melnick move <laughs> oh. i think oh it's so funny yeah, so um, they hired Jacques Martin um, as interim coach. He coached the Sens from 96 to April 2004. Um, very random. They were just like, ah, we're going to go way back here. <laughs> um, and Daniel Alfredson is also an assistant coach now. Um. Okay, I have so much women's hockey here, stuff here. Saving it for a women's hockey section. Um, <laughs> apparently on December nineteenth, I was watching Chicago play. Not sure why. Probably because it was on the TV and Connor Bedard was playing. But I did learn that Nikita Zaitsev is on the Hawks' first power play unit, which had me cackling. <laughs> I think I just I just sat there like cackling like an idiot. Nikita like, Zaitsev of all people. <laughs> Your first power play unit? That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um Yeah, absolutely insane. <clears throat> um uh some okay. I kind of forgot about this. Some asshole 
was like, Nolan Patrick has officially retired from the NHL. And then Nolan Patrick in the woods receives a text from Elliot Friedman being like, are you actually retiring? And and he's like, no. Would you like to talk about it? And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Yes. I don't know which woods he's in, but I'm confident he was in some woods. It's just the vibes, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that was pretty fucked up. And then, yeah, oh, and then they be... said that he was going to be a coach for the Flyers or something. Like a video coach mm-hmm. for the Flyers, this person. Yeah. I, like... Oh, sorry, not for the Flyers, for Vegas. I forgot where he was. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I forgot he got traded twice. Someone woke was... up that morning and said, you know what's going to really get the people going? And, like, it's a real journalist. I mean, but he works for the Hockey News. And um, we're going to talk about Ian Kennedy again. He, him, and my freaking Hockey Hall of Fame rant. There's going to be, like, a consistent thing. Oh, and the Department of Player Safety, as always. Oh, you know, that's, like, a consistent thing for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, in theory, the Hockey News is a good place. But also... I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, I remember what was up with the Avs. So in, like, December 20th, they lost to the Hawks, which, embarrassing. Um, and Devon Taves, I even said his name right. I'm so proud. I didn't say Devin Toes because that is what I say every single time. <laughs> Um, Devon Taves said, um, I think we've got some guys who think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. That is 110% directed at Nathan McKinnon. Oh my god. I love that. It's gonna get so messy. Nate Mac is gonna be, like, I don't know. On his bullshit. Or something. And, like, Landeskog's not playing this year because he's injured, right? So, Nate Mac has no one to save him, I don't think. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, every year, Jay Fresh does um, a little poll about the most annoying fan bases um obviously we're number one Mm -hmm. um but i think it's really funny because he puts out a list of the most common combinations every single team's fan base hates the leafs (laughs) including oh i didn't okay the leafs didn't hate themselves who hated themselves there's somebody who hated themselves I can't remember who it was. I feel like it was the Habs fans. Yeah, the Habs fans. That's hilarious. They're like top three teams most hated were Toronto, Ottawa, and themselves. I will say, I mean, there are a lot of stupid-ass Leafs fans. And most of us have curated an experience away from those Leafs fans. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of really shitty Senators takes. Like, a lot. (laughs) Um... 
there's often a lot of really shitty Habs takes and like they're comparing the person they just drafted to Austin Matthews and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, in five years, he's going to be so much better than Matthews. And then like, fun fact, it's been eight years of Austin Matthews. Um, <laughs> yeah, it like, so it's been five years since then. And this player is like a fringe NHLer, <laughs> basically. Um, but there's like always a lot of those ones or they're like, Oh, when we sign, yep. When we get this or that player and blah, blah, blah. We'll get William B. and you'll get a bag of pucks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff. They're like, who says no? I'm like, uh, the Leafs. They're not that stupid. (laughs) Um, And they even afford William B. Exactly. Uh, They probably can't because they have nobody on that team. (laughs) Children. But yeah, so the Leafs fan, the Leafs are most, either first or second most hated by every single team. Um, there was a really random one. I can't remember what it was. Okay, I feel like not enough people hate Vegas. Yeah, um, Vegas is so annoying. They are. Oh, five long year wait, bitch. I'm going to kill you. Like, the Leafs made the second round of the playoffs for the first time in my life well in the my memory mm-hmm. Literally. Like, meanwhile and who's never won a cup several teams mm-hmm. the canucks i think is one of them um i think i want to say winnipeg hasn't there's like there's a lot florida yeah like, there's I... a good number who have been in the league for 20-plus years. I'm still so annoyed by that. Yeah, that, like, absolutely my... I mean, I do hate the Sens. I do hate the Habs. I do hate the Oilers fans, too, because they also mm-hmm. always have really shitty takes. Yeah. Um, About, like, they don't have, like... They never make grandiose statements about McDavid, though, is the other thing about the Oilers. I'm like, you're he's someone you can make grandiose statements about. Mm-hmm. Same with Drysaddle. They're like don't make they make a lot of comments about his defensive game which is nowhere near as strong as his offensive game and it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> and then they're like evan bouchard will save us on defense and i'm like he's just a guy sure. he's kind of just a guy <laughs> like and you had jack campbell as your goalie i mean we can talk but you know it's fine <laughs> But yeah, not enough people hate Vegas. Uh, I would say not enough people hate Boston. I'm really concerned. What has gone on that Pittsburgh's third most hated is the Flyers? Why is it their third? Shouldn't it be their first? It goes Rangers, Leafs, Flyers. Weird. And for for Philadelphia, it's Leafs, Rangers, Penguins. Where'd the hate go? We need to bring that rivalry back. A little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also definitely not enough Devils fans on here. There are some absolutely batshit insane Devils fans. Um, I can't remember that one dude, but you know the one. I can't even think of his name or anything that he did, but like, you know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> I probably do. Um, and then I saw one literally like yesterday who 
made an absolutely horrific joke about um the hawks and bedard um yeah okay oh this was also really funny vancouver also hates vancouver fans good for them <laughs> i feel like winnipeg has the most random like leafs habs oilers does anyone stuff. even think about winnipeg no um, no i couldn't even like tell you a winnipeg fan it's... I don't think I've ever met one. I don't think they exist. So I mean, I follow probably like two or three. Um, you have. Nope. You have. Alyssa. <laughs> You've talked to one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Winnipeg fans do exist. <laughs> <laughs> one. One. No, I literally follow exactly two Winnipeg fans. Um, so I'm always a little bit up on what's up with Winnipeg. I've um, gotten nothing. That's how I knew they were good. Um all right, what else happened? Um Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Okay, so the the Buffalo had lost nine four to Columbus. Um, I don't know, like two or three days before they beat the Leafs 9-3. Um, so that's always fun. Amazing. And then the Leafs went to play Columbus, and I think it was like a 2-1 game. It was pretty close, I think. They definitely lost. Yeah. But I think it wasn't I that was, high scoring. I was a little upset when I saw they lost. I hate Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, yeah. As the best early Christmas present we could get, Connor Bedard scored a Michigan on Jordan Bennington. <laughs> Amazing. We love it. Like, honestly, if any goalie deserves to have a Michigan scored on him, it's absolutely okay. Jordan Bennington. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like, every I love when we all get together and dunk on Jordan Bennington. Absolutely my favorite Me thing. Too. I'm really upset I was asleep, so I had to, you know, wake up in the morning and do all my retweeting then i couldn't have any original tweets because they were all made at that point <laughs> um okay what else happened with men's hockey um the stens also like officially announced that steve steos will be general manager and president of hockey operations he was already interim president um, but they also hired Dave Poulin and Ryan Bonus. Um, we're kind of upset about Dave Poulin, but only because he normally has good takes on my TV, and that means I'm probably going to have to see someone with bad takes on my TV. That's literally my only opinion. Um, oh, did you? Okay, so Dom Decisions tweeted need someone on their with time on their hands to do some analytics on marner's points per game when he wears stupid ha wears a stupid hat versus when he doesn't um and obviously not a fan joe the queen that she is <laughs> did the stats 
Amazing. Um, basically, um, he does seem to do pretty well with a fun hat. Um, about 1.78 points per game. When he wears a toque, uh, about 1.39 points per game. So, yeah. Um, with a hat, overall averages 1.56 points per game. And without a hat, 1.53. So, good for Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. The fun hats actually are doing something, even though it feels like it isn't. <laughs> Um. Okay, this was absolutely insane. Okay, so Montreal was playing Tampa. Um. Tampa gets a shot on net. The pu- the whistle should have been blown. Um. The entire Bolts team. Thinks they hear a whistle blow. You can kind of hear something on the broadcast. The refs apparently have not blown the whistle. Montembeau realizes that. Gives the puck to one of his defenders. And they basically take three steps. And shoot it down the the ice on an empty net. Because. The goalies left the net. Oh my god. That is like. Absolutely insane. And the other thing is. Um. The PA person or like whoever runs the sound has started the music at that point, so they assume they've they think they've heard a whistle too. Why like, did they like ever? They just call, it was a goal. They called it a goal. Yeah, that's crazy. Was it like someone in the stands or like was it an actual like? I have ref no idea. Whistle? Uh, they well, like they wouldn't have called it a goal if it was an actual ref. So I assume it was a noise in the stands or something, but just absolutely insane. Fan whistles. Hmm. Uh, okay, we had the Winter Classic. Did you do you know who the two teams playing in the Winter Classic were? Um, Seattle. Yep. And. I actually don't know who the other one was. Vegas. Like, the most irrelevant classic. And it was so boring. We watched, like, a little bit of it, and it was like, okay, why am I here? Like. (laughs) No. Um, Vegas showed up, all of them in Elvis do-ups. They were all dressed like Elvis. Very fun. I will say, that is the best part about the Winter Classic, is just their little outfits. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they all dress up as Elvis, and the Kraken were all, like, fishmongers. They all had, um, you know, the overalls on, and mm-hmm. a white shirt, and most were carrying fish. I believe fake fish. I'm really not certain. I don't really want to know. I don't know. I find fish a little gross, so. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I believe Seattle won. That's all I know. Um, I was busy watching the first PWHL game. Hmm. Who gives Fair. a shit about that? 
Um, do I want to talk about this high sticking? I guess we'll talk about it. Um, so Cole Perfetti, who's on the Jets. Uh, there was sorry. I should say the last time that the Wilds played the Jets, Kirill Kaprizov had gotten injured from what, frankly, is a pretty average play, but should be penalized every time, in my opinion, which was cross check, cross check, cross check. Um, to the lower back. I always think that should be penalized every time. It's not a hockey play. Mm-hmm. Um, and continually doing it while this player is digging for the puck. I don't know. Excuse me. Should always be called. Should That's be. my opinion of it. So obviously it wasn't called. He got Kaprizov in like the right spot, basically Brendan Dillon. Um, so he's out for a little bit. The next time they play, Ryan Hartman, at the faceoff, tells Cole Perfetti, while he is mic'd up, um, I'm going to get you, basically. So at the faceoff, he vaguely tries for the puck and then goes up right into Perfetti's face. Um, and, like... There's no, you can see how obviously, when you watch it in slow motion, you see how obviously it was intentional. Um, so Hartman was only fined the maximum, as always, which is just shy of $5,000. Which, like, doesn't, obviously, as we have talked about so many times at the Department of Player Safety, it doesn't prevent or discourage you from doing this again mm-hmm. okay change for most of these people exactly um and they're because... sorry they're spending five thousand dollars on fucking sneakers yep. or a hoodie a yep. singular piece of clothing every other week so why do you think that five thousand dollars is a good enough punishment Exactly. Like, I get that it's the CBA. They can't find any more. Then they should be handing out more suspensions. Mm-hmm. A one-game suspension is not re- not reviewable. Not um, You can't decrease the sentence. Easy peasy. We should be handing out more suspensions. Mm-hmm. We should and the big things, which we'll maybe think about talking about later, um, should be, you know, four to five games. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so also in the CBA is um, audio can't be used as like a corroborator if someone is mic'd up, which makes sense because nobody would want to be mic'd up. However, I think there should be like rules against rules on this. If you're using slurs, mm-hmm. that should be admissible. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you are admitting to intending to hurt someone in a moment Mm -hmm. should be admissible you know like that kind of stuff the chirping whatever the swearing whatever the regular game talk it's fine yeah like when you're admitting to go after someone with an intent to injure that's an issue not even like a want to go like but like <laughs> i get ya 
Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Exactly. Um, what else happened? Okay. Um, actually, related to that. So they have this thing called the locker room on Sportsnet, and they had Jennifer Botterill. Carolyn Cameron was the host. Um, I don't even remember these dudes' names. They were fucking idiots, though. I'll see if I can find it. Give me a second. Um... Um, talking about this. Okay, it was uh, Jamal Myers and I want to say it was Sam Cosentino because I think he's really stupid, but I could be wrong. It was Sam Cosentino. Okay, so basically they're talking about this high-sticking play and Jennifer Botterill says the most reasonable thing in the world, which is you should be punished for retribution of that sort. Mm -hmm. And that the Kaprizov play was basically a hockey play. And she does, she basically said exactly what I said, that it should be penalized, but it isn't. Like, end of story. However, the retribution needs to be a suspension. And Jamal Myers is saying, well, you got to protect your players and you got to, um... And we need this retribution system. And she's like, why? And she, I think she called it an outdated point of view. And <laughs> she, they sure. are getting so heated. So heated. And obviously, like, uh, to me, like, Jamal Myers sounds like a fucking idiot. And I don't think it's just because that is my, um, like, point of view. It's, or, like, because I agree with Botterill, but because, like, it's such an outdated thing to think that your, um, like, your workplace is not, it's basically your workplace is not protecting you from mm -hmm. a co-worker, yeah. right? Like, if you put this, like, if you put hockey in a normal, like, think of it as a workplace, which it is, mm -hmm. you need to think of it like, my employer is not protecting me? from a co-worker mm -hmm. right that's like, crazy yeah everything he said was very outdated and same cosentino um basically said a more mild version of what he of, of what my myers said and then like as me and so many others do post it like i posted of course jennifer botterill is right like as always because she is mm -hmm. to me she's often the best one on the panel Regardless of what panel it is, she's often the best one on the panel because she is an extremely, she was an extremely skilled hockey player. She's mm -hmm. the only person to have ever won two Patty Kazmaier's, which is the NCAA um, best woman's player. She has countless gold medals in the worlds and I think three in the Olympics. You know, like she's a very fucking good hockey player. Yeah. Not to mention, she went to Harvard. <laughs> Like, that is where she played. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she has a proper Harvard education, not an Alex Kerfoot Harvard yep. education. No <laughs> offense to Kerfoot. Um, actually, full offense to Kerfoot. Um, 
and she's well-spoken and super knowledgeable because women in hockey have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically posted that and I was like, literally immediately, I'm sure people were name searching Botterill. I get comment after comment from idiot dudes. Of course. And one goes, my favorite one was that they said, Myers actually played in the league. She played women's hockey, which is the equivalent of AAA. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. You, I'm sure her now, who has not played in close to 10 years, um, will still skate circles mm-hmm. around you, bud. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Um, but the other thing I saw was that they're, like, talking about Myers like he's a, he, like, he played, he played, like, 900 games, but he was not a skilled player. Um, Yeah. It was just, like, absolute batshit, and, um, like, the, the hockey, regular Hockey Night in Canada panel, I think, I don't really like Kevin Bieksa, but he is not as stupid as Jamal Mayers was there. <laughs> like, he has a pretty outdated view of things, but not super outdated, you know? Like, gotta find your happy medium of yeah. hockey man, and understanding that that is no longer part of the game because it's not like it's really the men's game is genuinely trending way more towards the women's what the women's game has always been you're looking for actually skilled players um Mm -hmm. like you uh i I think sheldon keith said this like um they the leafs have been hitting someone said the leafs have been hitting more this season he said we've been hitting more because we don't have the puck as much exactly like Makes perfect sense. And in the women's game, you don't do, like, you know, the open ice hitting. So you have to be more skilled at getting the puck away from a player mm-hmm. or keeping the puck. Yeah. Which I is will... how the league is trending. <laughs> yeah. I will genuinely never understand, like, the male visceral need for violence. I truly do not, like, get it. I don't know if it's something that's different in their brain that, like, is just raw. Like, but I, like, go watch boxing if you want that. There's UFC fights all the time. Just go over there. You don't need to be watching hockey that, like, uh, you don't, you, Hockey has no need for that. Very little. He is. It's so dumb. And, like, the fact that you don't understand that the game is trending towards being less open ice hitting, less fighting, Mm -hmm. is insane to me. Like, you've seen the success, like, even, okay, if even, like, Tampa Bay is a heavy team, but their hits get them the puck. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not just hitting to hit. No. Their hits get them the puck. Right? Like, same with Colorado. They're more a skilled team than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, yeah, like, it just, it's just so stupid, this entire thought process. And, <laughs> I, like I said, as always, Jennifer Botterill is the only one who sounds like a sane, normal person on the mm-hmm. field. Yeah. The Hockey Night and Canon ones do tend to be pretty tough, but, like, 
I don't know. Elliot Friedman never says anything useful. And, like, to me, it's so obvious. Like, I can't even remember what he said. Oh, they were talking about, before they sent Samsonov down, they were talking about, like, the Leafs getting a goalie. And it was Nick Kiprios and Justin Bourne. I have watched a lot of hockey panels this past two weeks. This is, like, a lot. Anyway. um, And Elliot Friedman was like, well, Wall's coming back. They're not going to trade for goalie. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, we're not talking about trading for a goalie. Like, we're going to pull up a goalie, whether it's Hillary mm-hmm. or um, Keith Petrozelli. And they're, he kept, like, sticking on this point. And I'm like, you're an idiot. And But a lot of his takes, are, to me, come from someone who, despite being around hockey a lot, does not know a lot about hockey. Like, I don't know. I think there's just something about Elliot Friedman that I'm like, hmm. You might know the insider bits, but, like, I feel like you don't know the game. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, like, yeah, what I was saying was the Hockey Night in Canada panel, which is, like, Ron McLean, who genuinely, this man makes negative sense. I don't. I, like, he says words, and, like, sometimes you can put together what he was trying to say with those words, but he, like, says, like, four words and then always has um, a proper like oh my goodness what's the transition he like tries to get a proper transition between things and they the transitions never make any sense <laughs> like i can't believe this man is only in his 60s <laughs> um anyway so yeah so it's ron mclean usually jennifer botterell kevin bieksa who is like hit or miss <laughs> kelly rudy who is mostly miss and then Elliot Friedman. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I will not be here for the Hockey Night in Canada panel. I will find somewhere else to be. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about more player safety inconsistency? Um, I still haven't seen the Cousins hit, but basically... Arizona was playing Florida. Nick Cousins, who is a greasy player and a dirty player... Um, I believe he's been fined several times. Um, hit, like, basically aborted someone. Um, later on in the game, Jason Zucker does the exact same play on Cousins. Zucker, who has mostly been a clean player his entire career, gets a three-game suspension. That's I'm not ridiculous. sure Nick Cousins got anything. And he might have gotten a fine. And there's been several similar things. Like, Bobby McMahon kind of had aborting very early on into one of the game, I think it was the second game in this series. Um, might be might have been the first, but he got a game misconduct. So that was basically a one game suspension because it was mm-hmm. like six minutes into the game. Yeah, right. Like the inconsistency on what has been virtually three or four similar plays, where one will get a major penalty, one will get a game misconduct, one will just get a fine after the fact, the other will get like a three game suspension. Like it's out. <sighs> ridiculous i feel like i am just beating a dead horse here because we talk about this probably every single episode Mm -hmm. because something happens every single episode but the department of player safety needs to be absolutely overhauled oh for sure yeah and we'll just leave it there because we've said it all (laughs) there's nothing new to be said it's just happened again Mm -hmm. um yeah i feel like i'm going insane Okay, um, what else? Oh, All-Stars. 
those are in I was gonna say in Florida. That's not right. In Toronto. <laughs> At the beginning of February. I think I'm gonna go they have on Thursday they have the fan fest, so I'm probably gonna end up going to that. They have it'll be the draft because like drafting their teams and then um some alumni ceremony and then the women's three on three. Um and because we'll get to why I'm not gonna be able to see very many PWHL games this year in person. Um we'll get there in a minute. But it's a good chance for me to see it. And I like texting my friends. I'm like, I know most of you don't exist in this time period. However, anyone want to come with me? <laughs> and we got one taker so far. So I'll be there. Very, Very exciting. Okay. So they picked one person from every team, as always. Um, we'll just go through. Uh, Dave Pasternak, Rasmus Dahlin, Alex Debrinkit, Sam Reinhart, Nick Suzuki, Brady Kachuk, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews. All of those people are fine. Like, I have no qualms with any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sebastian Ajo, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know what his stats are. And I actually, I need to look, go look at the Columbus stats. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> but who else is on that team? I don't know. Johnny Gaudreau. Isn't, um, what's his face? I can't, I think of his name. The one who was in Winnipeg. Uh, Patrick Laine. Patrick Laine. I don't know if, like, I don't know if Laine's been good, but, like, he's a fun person you'd like to see at the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, there you go. Okay, most goals on the Blue Jackets. Krill Marchenko. Never heard of him, but he has 13 goals. Zach Wierenski is still there. He'd be fine. He's got 25 points, 24 assists. Um... Like, literally, their team leaders, Boone Jenner is not here in any of the stats. Like, like why him? Mm-hmm. I have... Okay, hold on. I would like to see the full team stack. Okay. Yeah, load faster. Thank you. Okay. Points. Johnny Gaudreau and Zach Wierenski are tied. They also have Adam Fantilli, who is a fun young player at 24 mm-hmm. points. Um, Boone Jenner has 18 points. He does also have 13 goals. I will give him that. However, it's Boone Jenner. Yeah. Like. <laughs> there are so many other people. Exactly. Like, oh, being selected for the All-Star is an honor and definitely not unpaid overtime unless you win. Like, unless you win the, I'm going to say, what's it called? The, like, skills competition or the three-on-three, or your team wins the three-on-three, it is unpaid overtime, (laughs) where you have to cut your vacation short. Literally. There was somebody. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Is it that West? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jack Hughes, Matt Barzell. Sure. Igor Shesterkin. Fine. Uh, Travis Konechny, Sidney Crosby, fine. Tom Wilson, you are doing my man Dylan Strom dirty. <laughs> like, I, why are you doing this to him? He has been, as far as I know, basically the only person on this team other than, I guess, I mean, I guess Obi's there. But like, like Dylan Strom has been carrying this team. <laughs> He has 14 goals. 
has the most goals on the team. Um, he has 23 points behind Ovi because you know you can't invite Ovi because Ovi will just skip it. He will yep. take the suspension. But why Tom Wilson? Like, Tom Wilson is not fun and he's also so, like, controversial. A lot of people don't like him. Mm-hmm. Myself included, I don't really like him. Like, <laughs> Dylan Strome here. Let him go. Let him go. I'm wondering if um, Connor McDavid, like, or somebody, like, paid them off. They're like, nope. No mm-hmm. Dylan Strome for All-Star. <laughs> but we are doing our part. I will tell you who we're voting in later. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay. On to the West. Clayton Keller, Connor Bedard, Nathan McKinnon. Jake Ottinger, sure. Um, Krill Kaprizov, fine. Philip Forsberg, fine. Robert Thomas, I could not name another blue other than Colton Pareko, so sure. That's a new one. Connor Hellebuck, absolutely. He's been fantastic. Um, Frank Vitrano, why wouldn't you? I I don't know what the stats are, but why wouldn't you bring Zegris? That just seems silly to me. Um, Elias Lindholm. Yeah, Elias Lindholm. I I don't know who on Calgary is good. That that's probably likely that he's the best player. Um Connor McDavid. Yeah, obviously. Um Cam Talbot. He's been doing really well in LA, but like could you not find a more fun player there? Um Thomas Hurdle. Sure. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Uh also sure. What was him? Was it, it was Bjorkstrand. So, um the coach is like sitting in his office and he's like, oh, like talking to him. They're like, oh, what are your plans for um, bye week, whatever, what is it called? Is that what it's called? Star weekend? I don't know. Star week, like bye week, whatever. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, me and my wife are going, I don't even remember where. San Diego, like, I think. Warm. Yeah, yeah, somewhere warm. Um, Basically, <laughs> he looked and he's like, well, you better change your plans. And he's like, Absolutely. He was like, can you get a refund? Can you cancel the Airbnb? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Um, yeah, he looked absolutely unhappy. Like, he was, like, neutral-faced, but, like, he was not happy about it. Literally. I saw um, comments on the video, and someone... Some people did not like this response, but I found it hilarious. He was like that terrified look in his eye. It's him thinking about how he's going to break it to his wife. Literally. Like, Sorry, babe. Can't go on our nice little vacation. I instead get to go to Toronto. Will it be cold? Potentially. I really don't know. Our weather has been so fucking weird. So is ours. This is the first snow we've gotten all year. And yep. we were supposed to get like 8 to 12 inches. There's maybe, maybe 3. Maybe. Yeah, we're supposed to get a lot more Tuesday is my understanding. So, yeah, we only have a little bit as well. But, yeah, like, who knows what the weather will be. But it will not be San Diego weather. I can confirm no. that. <laughs> no beach. No beach. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry, Oliver. <laughs> I, that would be my nightmare. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, I know these people. I don't know how much he gets paid. Um. But, like, I know these people make more than enough money, but imagine if you couldn't get your Airbnb refunded. That'd be so sad. And, like, their Airbnb will not be cheap, like, your side would be. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. It's not like a, oh, this one's $150 a night. No. They're no. renting out a whole house on the beach. Yeah. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and then the other two were Quinn Hughes and Jack Eichel. Again, sure, fine. <laughs> um, they have already named that Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid will be captains. We don't know who the other two are, and we don't know who the celebrity co-captains will be. Um, I say we don't know. I'm we're like ninety nine point nine percent sure that Tate McRae is gonna be one. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Um, Cole Sillinger got a hat trick yesterday. So we got to keep voting him in. This is okay. So here's my list. Dylan Strom, Cole Sillinger, just for like the memes. Um, mm-hmm. I always vote Travis Dermott just because I, if he made it, I would be so happy. <laughs> Personally, I know that they won't. Um, is there a point in voting all the Leafs? No, because they will send probably three more Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dylan Strom. Who is the other one? There's somebody else. I don't know. I tend to say I want to I like to send goalies I don't like because <laughs> the goalies always look like shit. <laughs> the All-Star game. Um, so goalies Very I don't true. like is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should send Marc-Andre Fleury just for shits. Yeah. Um, and for Sidney Crosby so that he can have someone to, else old to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, the one thing Oh, and the oh, sorry, I forgot. Both Kachucks. And oh, the other, yeah, and they 100%, 100% did not put in Matthew or um, who the hell else were we just talking about? Trevor Zegras, because they just want those votes, and they're like, "Wow, so many other people are gonna see this. This is good marketing strategy." It's not. It's not. Nobody outside of this cares. Nobody outside of this is seeing these well, tweets. And- well, and the other thing is, like, oh, yeah, this they've been trying to get the Swifties on board for Jeff Skinner. I think that's fun. Because <laughs> of that for one what? picture. Just because of that one picture of him and Taylor, where he, like, gave her his jersey. And she picture? looked, apparently, like, the story that he told, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, was that um, she was very confused that it was already signed. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so that that photo that has gone around and like they photoshopped it as a Travis Kelsey jersey at some point because it's red and the jersey shape. Um, but yeah, so Jeff Skinner has been they've been trying to get the Swifties on board with Jeff Skinner, <laughs> which I think is very funny. Yes. So um, we need Matthew Kachuk, Trevor Zegris, Dylan Strom. And then I'm sure we'll get Mitch and Willie really? at minimum. Ugh, I don't want Willie to go because then that's going to ruin Alex's plans. Alex will come to Toronto. And yeah, I Alex enjoy will just be there. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy seeing them Alex. somewhere sunny. <laughs> that's true. Maybe we should be voting for Alex, though. <laughs> I'd be down. That's what I'll start doing. Yeah. Let's go. Single handedly bringing both the Nylanders. <laughs> yeah. That's all us. <laughs> But it's always so rigged anyway. Like that one year that they were like, oh, there's a surprise. There's actually going to be four Tampa players. Mm-hmm. Bitch, there's no way in hell there's enough Tampa fans to have outvoted everybody else. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Also, I feel like there's no, like, chronically online Tampa fans. 
not no, but like, like I feel so like a majority few in comparison to the rest of us. Yeah. The majority of their fan base, I feel like, is kind of like older and not doing that. Hmm. Not mass tweeting. Exactly. Um Yeah, that's what it is so far. Um, oh, uh, did I say that Justin Bieber is going to be there? Because I'm fairly no. sure Justin Bieber will be there. I'm going to be Austin Celebrity Co-Captain. We, like, know that already. I don't even, like... Please leave Drake out. Do you think it's going to show? Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to have some irrelevant country person, I think. Um, or vaguely relevant, but, like, because they've been cancelled or something. Mm. Like, there's going to be some, like, controversial figure of some sort. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it. I'm trying to think. I feel like they might pick... Uh, I would see, maybe, they might see if they can try and get Will Arnett, actually. Because Justin Bieber's, like, just always around, so he'll probably be there anyway. You don't even need to convince him. But, like, Will Arnett, who is also a Leafs fan, they might be able to convince him. Plot twist, you put Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber head to head. Kidding. Yeah. Um, no, somebody who like does not appreciate Justin Bieber, I think would be really funny to pair with <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> like, I don't know who the other captains are gonna be, but I'm fairly certain like I don't think Connor McDavid really appreciates Justin Bieber. I the other thing about Connor McDavid is I can't picture him listening to music. Like, there's, most people, I can look at you and go, oh, you, like, probably listen to country, you probably listen to pop, whatever. Connor McDavid is just, like, white, white noise. <laughs> Absolute pure silence. <laughs> he just has headphones in so people don't talk to him. He's not actually listening to anything. Yeah, he has them on noise cancellation. He's like, mm-hmm. leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it is. Um. And they're saying, don't vote for Panarin because he will absolutely will not go because his wife is having a baby. Oh. That is the key here. You need to, if you don't want to be invited to the All-Star, you need to start your family planning. Mm -hmm. Which they, we know that they do plan to have them in the summer. However, have you considered? You could have a whole bunch of babies on my birthday. Exactly. January 25th. Just gotta say, it's a great day. It is. Exactly. Um, Connor Bedard. Speaking of Connor Bedard, he probably actually won't be at the All Star Game because he basically like turned into a hit. It was absolutely a clean hit, but like unfortunately turned into it and broke his jaw, fractured his. Oh, jaw. terrible. Um, so who else is on the Blackhawks? We will learn. <laughs> well, yes, we'll find out. Guess we'll find out is basically how it is. Um. Oh, and Jack Hughes also got injured. So, I don't know. Nico? I don't know who else is good on that team right now. Send send Luke in his place. I don't care yeah. if Luke is good. We'll send Luke in his place. Um, all right. I think that's it for men's hockey. Unless I'm missing anything. Can you think of anything? Nothing off the top of my head. No. Men's hockey is, like, whatever. This was the Women's Hockey Week. Um, The PWHL started this week. We had our first five games already. 
No, four games already. Four games already. Yes. I have watched them all, surprisingly. Um, so the first game was New York at Toronto. Um, was very exciting. Actually, I guess maybe we should backtrack. We'll backtrack for a second. Okay. I'm pretty sure I already ranted about the venue size for Toronto. Mm, yes. Okay. So as we know, every single Toronto home game is sold out. I'm pissed about it still. They should be playing at a bigger venue. And it actually, this week made me more pissed. And we'll talk about it. Um, but what actually happened was... I forgot we have to talk about Ian Kennedy first. <laughs> Ian Kennedy, asshole, um, potster uh, from the Hockey News. First of all, I guess first of all, when they had their camp in Utica, like the preseason tournament in Utica... He posted a photo from the scrimmage where they didn't let anybody in and said, the first ever PWHL game. Feed the trolls here, man. Like, it's a perfectly empty arena except for the staff of the teams. And the media. And we're like, do I think it was within, like, ten minutes it was community noted as, this is not the first game open to the public. This is a closed scrimmage. <laughs> like... First of all, okay, so that's the first thing he did in the past month or so. Second thing is in his PWHL roundup thing that he posts every week, he goes, some players haven't been paid yet. That is, and does not expand on why this could be or why it is. Um, so obviously everyone's like, shit, not again. Because this has happened in the past with the CWHL when they started playing, paying players and with the NWHL. Um, I don't think it was really an issue with the PHF, but the NWHL version of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically a purely clerical thing where um, it's not that like someone didn't file paperwork it's that it takes time for international players to get the proper visas for them to be able to pay it right mm -hmm. like it's it's just purely like laws yeah. basically it's basically like tax law mm -hmm. is the reason why they were played um yeah and like brian burke who is the head of the um players union was not at all concerned about it because, like I said, it was nothing. It was just, like, facts about it. Yeah. Like, and then he absolutely did not say more at all, even after being corrected by 17 other reporters. Ridiculous. I hate him so much. Okay. Um... Also, Cassie Campbell has is joining the league as a special advisor, so that's exciting. Um, which means she's no longer working for Sportsnet, which is um, I didn't really like what she was doing. I will say that I'm not. I don't know. I feel like okay. The other my other problem was that every single time there was something about women's hockey happening, they talked to her and she was very out of touch with everything. And was, like, pushing a narrative that didn't make any sense for the landscape of women's hockey at that point in time. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm 
happy to have her involved and i think it will be good once she again gets the life of the land a little bit mm-hmm. puts herself back into women's hockey because she was away from it for so long um okay so talk about some more ticket sales ottawa had only opened the lower bowl at td place and all of the tickets for the lower bowl had been sold so they opened the upper bowl we'll come back to that um uh okay we'll talk captains now boston is hillary knight ottawa is oh sorry i'm sorry i'm reading the wrong thing however i'm talking about the pwhlpa how the two of those things are still kind of correct (laughs) come back in a second um the sorry the pwhlpa so the players association representatives from boston is hillary knight ottawa's jincy rose um toronto is natalie spooner montreal is laura stacy minnesota is lee steckline and new york is mika zandy hart um so yeah they're mostly national team players which is eh, maybe not good but i don't think it's a big issue here they're all leaders um okay new york captains are mika zandy hart with Alex Carpenter and Ella Shelton. New York was like, we're going to steal your Canadians and they're going to be our captains. <laughs> also, Alex Carpenter, who I really... I hate her so much. <laughs> I, I'm i so sorry. I genuinely... She pisses me off so much as a Canadian fan. Because <laughs> she's so fucking good and it makes me so mad. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Um, also, I keep thinking she's, like, 37, and she's only, I don't even think she's, she's, like, maybe barely 30, and I'm like, what do you mean I have to keep enduring her? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, a super cool thing that the NHL doesn't have, but the PWHL does, is, um, a proper deal with all three Canadian broadcasters. So, they're the... Content is produced by the league and then distributed to Sportsnet, TSN, and CBC. It was on all three for the January 1st game. So you Love can it. just pick it. Pick your mm-hmm. boys in here. I th- we watch it on TV. Um, actually, that's not true. I was busy, so we had it taped and watched it on TV, and I wasn't looking at Twitter. Um, and then when the tape ran out, because Sportsnet's stupid sometimes with their guides, so when the tape ran out, we went to rewatch watch the end on the cbc is i should specify cc jam is free to all canadians like it's easy access um and then they are it's also like tsn streaming and sportsnet streaming and um also on youtube for everybody internationally which is super cool yeah um, and then they have confirmed local broadcasters for the U.S. teams, so Nesson, MSG, and I don't remember which one has uh, Minnesota right now, but that, and then they're looking to get a nation, national broadcaster in the States. It's just not done yet, basically, but if you want to watch, you can watch on the YouTube stream, which is the exact same stream that like it's the exact same thing we're seeing on tv so super easy 
Um, Minnesota, their head coach had stopped, stepped away from the team. Um, uh, it was like a family decision, basically. Like something came up with his family. So he is no longer coaching. And they now have Ken Klee, who coached the U.S. to back-to-back world champions uh, championships in 2015 and 2016. And the reason, basically the reason why he was fired from the national team, it sounds like it was because, so it was when the players were striking because they weren't getting paid very much um, or at all from the, like from USA Hockey. And it sounds like they basically fired him because he was on such good terms with all the players and it felt like it was like a punishment to the players, um, which is kind of interesting. So I think that'll be really good for Minnesota. Um Air Canada has a partnership with PWHL. This is um, good because they'll have official jersey branding rights for Montreal. Um, They'll provide travel support for the league and its players um, and have been promoting the PWHL on their social social media and have a commercial. Um, They also have hosted a local girls junior hockey team at each um, home opener which is fun and yeah so like that's really good um oh and i'm sorry i forgot about the french people the broadcasts are also rds in french which is basically the one that exists in quebec that is tsn but french um Okay, so they, Montreal obviously named Marie-Philippe Poulin their captain, but would you like to know how they did that? No. Um, at a Cirque du Soleil show. Of course. So it's the, it's the first ever Cirque du Soleil show that is, like, has figure skating involved, like, it's on ice. Mm-hmm. And the, like, main figure skater person, I don't really, I've never seen a Cirque du Soleil show, I really don't know. I, I know it's acrobatics, love, but I don't know. Love. Like, is there a story told? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I assume the like main character person was she was wearing the Poulan jersey with the C on it. <laughs> That's cool. sick. Um, yeah. And then um, the alternate captains are they went the New York Rangers approach. Uh, Katie Tab and Laura Stacy, Aaron Ambrose, Kristen O'Neill, and Anne Sophie Bitte. They were like, yes, we need seven captains, actually. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Ottawa named their captains, Brianne Jenner, Emily Clark, and Jincy Rose. And then they were celebrated at the Senators game. It's actually super cool because um, Brady, so obviously Brady is the captain of the Senators. When they had, they had everybody, they had the three of them come out and walk past the bench. And I don't know who was at the end of the bench, but they, the th- last three or four of them at the end of the Ottawa Senators bench were giving them props, which I think was cool. Everybody else was, like, boring and annoying. And then um, when they went to do the puck drop, Brady gave Jincy Rose a hug, and everyone's like, hmm, that's, like, weird. Why do you do that? But she played with Matthew in St. Louis um, when they were playing, like, AAA, in, midget mm-hmm. AAA. So that's, like, 15, 16-ish. Um, AAA... And um, Brady says she ran the power play. Like, she was, mm-hmm. we're not saying she was no slacker on this team. She <laughs> ran the power play. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So he said when she was drafted, 
he texted her and gave her advice on where to live in Ottawa and stuff like that. So that's yeah. very fun. I love the connections. And I love that, like, the younger men's hockey players all, like, know a lot of these players mm-hmm. and, um, like, train with them. Like, like we talked about Mitch Marner training with Laura Stacy, And, like, she appears to be friends with Natalie Spooner and stuff. Like, he's just yeah. known. Um, Toronto named Blair Turnbull captain with Renata Fast and Jocelyn LaRock as their assistant captains. Kind of interesting that Natalie Spooner was not one of them, but also not when you think about, okay, my, well, I will come back to this, but it's kind of not interesting because, um, Toronto is run by Troy Ryan as the head coach and, um, why can't I think of her name? I don't know. Uh, nope. Nope, it's not here. Um, the GM are the head coach and GM of Team Canada, and we have never seen Natalie Spooner as, like, a leader, part of the leadership group for mm-hmm. Team Canada. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why. And I also, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Toronto in a bit. Um, they announced a rule book. Basically, they're allowing... Not open ice hits, but way more body contact and hitting than has ever been. However, there have been some dangerous plays that haven't been called because they're like, well, it's a hit. But neither nobody really knows how to give or receive a hit. Mm-hmm. So we need to, like, and the other thing is they're, like, not calling things that are hits when they should be, like, Yes, it's a hit, but it's also interference because the puck's way gone kind of thing. Like, they need to kind of... It's it's the first week they need to get everything figured out. But I think that's something that needs to be addressed is the hitting. Not because it's not fun and good, but for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, and the other... The best rule is that they... So they we talked about they were trying out power play rules. This is the best. This is be- the best, in my opinion. I do think they should add another one that we talked about. So, what if you are shorthanded and you score a shorthanded goal, your player comes out of the box? Isn't that so fun? Fun. I like, and it because it encourages. It basically encourages more goal scoring, right? Like mm-hmm. you're encouraging people to be riskier on the p- penalty kill which means it's also more likely that the power play will score. And we have, like, literally all of the PWHL goalies are very good. <laughs> like, most of them play for the national team, and those that don't are, like, on the cusp because there's three other Canadian or American goalies who are ahead of them kind of thing. Like, they're all very good goalies. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so that's really exciting. But I think that they should, on the other end of that do the opposite which is the if you score on the power play you sit in the box the whole time regardless so you could technically score like unlimited goals in that two minute period and the person's still stuck in the box Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think they should do the flip side of that as well i think they should do both but the jailbreak rule is very fun okay um first ever pwhl goal game was in toronto new york versus toronto um, it was really cool to see all the different jerseys in the stands. You saw Toronto Six jerseys, you saw, um, like, Furies jerseys, you saw all the minor hockey jerseys, um, 
Team Canada, whatever. That was really awesome to see. It was really well attended. Obviously, it was full. Um, I think that they could make more space for seats. So I've actually, fun fact, I've actually played in that rink. It is the old Maple Leaf Gardens. And I played, there was like, I don't know, semifinals or finals for a tournament. And we played on that rink. It was freaking huge. The rink itself, like the ice surface itself. And we played like shit. That's all I remember. (laughs) When one of the goalies was pissed that she didn't play that game. My dad was the coach. And we never split. Like when you're younger, you tend to like the goalies will split a game. So they'll play like a period and a half. Um, And we never did that. And the goalie was one of the goalies was like kind of pissed about being there and not getting to play and my dad was like well in hindsight we probably should have done that but hindsight you know 2020 (laughs) anyway um (laughs) but there's this there's a really big space between the boards and like the stands because the stands are up high um there's a really big space between the boards and the stands and i think that they could just literally put folding chairs there and sell those seats um and just like not have the ones that are right by the dressing room entrance. Um, that's my opinion. And I don't see why not. Like, I think you should be trying to cram as many people as you can into that building, personally. And those could be standing room only seats. Like, there's options. And I think they should. I actually think they should sell some standing room only seats because there are, like, railings at the top. Um, that there were definitely, actually, there were definitely people there. So I don't know if. They were official ones, or they're just, like, hockey dads who don't know how to sit still. I have one of those. (laughs) My dad has never come to one of my hockey games where he's not on the bench and sat. (laughs) He has to be standing. (laughs) He needs to pace a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't matter if how low stakes it is. He needs to pace a little bit. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, like... I think that they could I think they could jam more people in there. I don't know what the building fire safety regulations are. However, <laughs> they could make it work. Um okay, Ella Sheldon scored the first ever goal, putting New York up one nothing in the first period. Um they ended up winning four nothing. We didn't score any goals. Um Corinne Schroeder was absolutely insane in that. Um I would, it's time to move her up the list of Canadian goalies, I think. Like, oh, I'm ready to see her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that's, I think it's going to be a common theme of people, like, playing aggressively against, or, like, having something to play for against Toronto. And it's not necessarily that they're, like, don't like Toronto or they're from Toronto. It's the playing against the people who run the national team that I think is going to be the thing. And the other thing is, Toronto, like, watching them, they're like, oh, Toronto has a bunch of superstars. Toronto doesn't really have a bunch of superstars. Toronto has Sarah Nurse and, like, Blair Turnbull, who's a hard worker, but not particularly flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have defenders in the league, but you don't really have very many goal scorers. Like, Emma Malte is a pretty good goal scorer, but she hasn't scored a ton um, for the national team. And she's, I think, a year or two out of college now. so she had been playing in the PWHPA. Um, And then, like, Natalie Spooner, who is a power forward, but again, not flashy, and she is, like, only a year from having a child, and 
also like nobody played much in the summer but like to me there's like potentially two flashy players on toronto whereas most other teams have like five Mm -hmm. um and that to me is because they looked at they picked so many national team players there's only two americans on toronto it's jincy rose and jesse comfer who are both good sorry not jincy rose um I can't even think of who the other one is. Jesse Comper, for sure. I don't know. But, like, not very many. Oh, Callie Flanagan, maybe? That might be the right person. Somebody. Um, yes, Callie Flanagan. Who's, like, a kind of tweener on the national team the states she's sometimes there she's sometimes not and like i think once jesse comper is playing again regularly she'll be really good but we got to get her the right line mates and i don't think we have the combinations to be that team and yeah so i feel like we're in a i'm trying to figure out the like slogan that's like lose for fillier i need to figure that out because sarah fillier will add some flash to this team and she is a senior in at princeton right now so (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's get her here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Toronto is like, frankly, a little bit slow. Um, but yeah, like I'm not loving the team that was picked. And I didn't when we picked it either. I was mm. like, oh, I don't like looking at like Boston on paper or um, obviously Montreal, but like Ottawa on paper. I was like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I did really like Maggie Connors. She is, this is her first year out of college. She's from Newfoundland, which is super fun, but she like absolutely the type of player you love to have on your team. Like she's just like, she was all over it in the first game and like really in the corners and stuff. So I'm very excited about her. I don't know if she's good at offense or not, but I feel like she's going to like sneak her way onto my favorite Toronto player list. Um, but yes, that is my comments on Toronto for now. Um, what else happened? Um, because we had, like I said, four games this week. Oh, also? Okay, so one of the super cool rules that we learned about is if tied, you go to overtime, three on three, whatever. If there's a shootout, um, it's a five-round shootout, you could just send the same player every time. So if you're like, Hillary Knight... Yeah, you're really on it. Just go. (laughs) I don't think any team is likely to do that. However. (laughs) It's fun. It's so much fun. Um, okay. Uh Boston announced their captains, Hillary Knight, Jamie Lee Rattray, and Megan Keller. Um, I genuinely am going to really hate Boston because they are absolutely a great team. Um and I don't like Megan Keller. As a Canadian, I don't like Megan Keller. Um, as a Canadian and a Toronto fan, I don't like Hillary Knight. And also, it's Boston. It's so easy for me to hate a Boston team. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely ingrained in me to hate a Boston team. Okay, so Boston played Ottawa. Nope, that's not right. Is that right? Ottawa played Montreal. Clearly tired here. Ottawa played Montreal. The attendance in Ottawa was a new record for women's hockey, um, new world 
record for women's hockey attendance, 8,318 people at the t- at TD Place in Ottawa, which is, um, I think, close to 4,000 more than the Ottawa 67s average. Crazy. Yeah, like a lot. And that's their rink, I should say. It's not just like randomly. Um. Okay. Oh, I did not keep the scores. That was dumb of me. Okay. I can tell you that Ottawa lost, though. I did not type OWHL. That is different. Um. Okay. Yes, Montreal won in overtime against Ottawa. 2-1. No, 3-2. 3-2. Um. Believe it or not, Poulin does not. I don't. She might have a point, but she definitely does not have a goal. Shocking. It is shocking, really. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. She has a point on. Oh yes, of course. How could I forget? Okay, the game time goal was Laura Stacy. For those of you who don't know, that is Marie Philippe Poulin's fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Poulin assisted on that goal. And connection. So, like, yes. So there's like a celly with a picture of a celly with them, and someone is like, imagine like scoring a goal and then getting to celebrate with your fiance. And someone's like, I don't see her fiance in the stands there. And the reply to that was, she's a lesbian, Marcus. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. Like, Yeah, I just, I think we need, we have our first little meme of the PWHL, which is <laughs> lesbian Marcus. <laughs> or they're lesbians. I can't remember which it is, but either way, it's definitely Marcus. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, that game had a lot of penalties. Um. Oh, and went to a shootout? And went to a shootout, of course. Who could forget? <laughs> gotta be dramatic uh-huh oh no sorry it didn't go to a shootout i'm so sorry i forgot marily philip land just had a penalty shot like in the game oh. um because she was absolutely taken down and so there was a lot of like concern especially like about ottawa that they would um that they were like kind of an odd place to choose and obviously they've shown up and said, fuck you, we were the right place to choose. However, mm-hmm. they also, like, you get Marie-Philippe Poulain, who is the captain of Canada, um, with a penalty shot, and they are booing her. I, like, that is so good. Just absolutely booing Marie-Philippe Poulain in in the nation's capital. That's <laughs> so funny. It's so good. Um, yeah, I just I love it. Um, okay, and then Minnesota named their captains as Kendall Coyne, Lee Steckline, and Kelly Panic. Also, um, a big boo from me because they're all Americans and I don't like them <laughs> personally. Um, 
Minnesota beat Boston 3-2 in Boston. So if you're keeping score, a home team has not yet won a game and amongst the three that I told you. Um that one was less well attended, but it was in Boston, well, in Lowell, not Boston. Um if that matters, on a Wednesday night. And it was if I recall very cold or something, but it was about 2600. But not like not horrible, but not anywhere near as fantastic as Ottawa. Yeah. Um, and then our next game was Toronto and New York on Friday night. Toronto won 3-2. We finally scored some goals. Who knew that we could do that? I was really convinced. It took like two whole periods. I was so convinced that it wouldn't have happened. It wasn't going to happen. And of course, but who would score Toronto's first goal? Natalie Spooner. I love the history there. Um... And uh, Emma Malte scored the first shorthanded goal. It was also the game winner. And she got her teammate out of the box there. Very fun. Yeah, very fun. Um, and again, Alex Carpenter scored because I hate her, of course. <laughs> um, okay, and then we got the broadcast numbers from the first game. We had there were 2.9 million people watching um, the PWHL in Canada through CBC, TSN, or Sportsnet. Oh, um, I think that's like, oh my goodness, um, I think that was like, yeah, the peak moment was 1.11 million viewers, um, mid through way through the second, and then like the YouTube was I think about 16,000 concurrent viewers and about 130,000 um, like total views mm-hmm. which is again really good like for reference the um, the NHL does not do close to those numbers um, especially like like an average NHL game does not do anywhere near close enough to those numbers. But part of that is because of blackouts and all that garbage. Which is why what the PWHL is doing is the right thing. Um. Okay. And then last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, Minnesota won 3 nothing against Montreal in Minnesota. Um... The attendance, again, broke the world record with 13,316 people. That was at the Excel Center, which is where the, what are they called? The Wild Play. <laughs> like, they they have a team. I almost said Predators. Um, That was good. But yeah, so that's where the Wild Play. So about 13,000. That is um, fairly certain, definitely more than Arizona. And I would think put them lower middle in NHL attendance. Mm. Average NHL attendance. Which is crazy. Like people Minnesota showed up. Yeah. And it was also like it, that one was also cool to watch the broadcast. Like they panned over, you know, they always had the little girls in their jerseys and people in wild gear and there were, you mm-hmm. know, some people in Jets gear and whatever, like Team USA, all that. But I also saw like four women sitting beside each other in what I'm fairly confident were like their beer league jerseys. Like, just, like, fun stuff like that. 
Um, and the wild themselves weren't in town. Oh, I should also mention they were sitting around eight thousand on Thursday night, and by Saturday afternoon they had because they made the decision to open the upper bowl. Um, and that by Saturday afternoon they had you know thirteen thousand people there, so that was like very mm-hmm. quick pickup of tickets as well. Um, so the Wild were on a road trip, but Marcus Foligno, Philip Gustafson, and Jonas Brodin, who are injured and were not on the road trip, were there watching from a suite, which is really exciting. Marcus Foligno and his daughters read the lineup to the team. Um, yeah. a great week for women's hockey um i'm so excited to see what's up next uh we'll give you a little what kind of games we got so we do unfortunately have the problem of two games being played at the same time on wednesday but first we got monday 6 p.m eastern ottawa and boston in boston well lowell like i said um and then wednesday at seven oh i lied those are not at the same time. That says CST. I can read things, I swear. Um, we have at 7 p.m. Eastern, Montreal in New York at UBS Arena, which is where the Islanders play. Um, and I will say New York's other home game was at... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But it's where the Bridgeport Islanders play in Connecticut. It was about 2,100 um, people there. So again, not quite what we were expecting, but... Or, sorry, I should say, these are all very good. Like, that is still a good number for pro women's mm-hmm. hockey. It's just our expectations have just, like, jumped. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, the, why do you mean? 2,100 is nothing. We should have at least 5,000. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, that at 7 p.m. Eastern at UBS Arena. I think it'll be a little bit better attended because it's in New York you know, not in mm-hmm. Connecticut, but we'll see. And then at 7 Central, which is 8 Eastern, Toronto at Minnesota, again at the XL Energy Center. And then two games Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern is Ottawa at Toronto. And then 3.30 p.m. Eastern is Boston at Montreal. And this is Montreal's first home game, so we'll see. That one's sold out also, I should say. I think. Why does that look like there's tickets still available for Ottawa and Toronto? Interesting. Interesting. Not that I could go, but interesting. Um, And then on Sunday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, we have New York and Minnesota. So that is our week this week in women's hockey coming up. So, you know, get on your streamers, get on YouTube, watch on TSN or SportsCenter, CBC Gem. And go watch some women's hockey because it's been absolutely fantastic hockey. All of the goalies have been really good. It's just fun to watch. <laughs> I think that's everything for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at For Puck's Sake Pod, Instagram at For Puck's Sake Podcast, TikTok at For Puck's Sake Pod, and Tumblr at For Puck's Sake Podcast. Bye. Bye.